It's a Friday, and after 5 o'clock, what do you think? Yes. But we can't start the weekend until we ask the preacher. Ask the Preacher is your chance to get your Bible questions answered. Brought to you by Believer's Fellowship Church. God had mercy on me, on me. God had mercy on me. Ask the Preacher. Here's John Freed. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Ask the Preacher program this uh, March the 3rd. And I just want to start out by saying happy birthday to my niece, who I don't know how many years ago, 25, 30? <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. It'd be... It'd be 24. 24 years ago was born today. So happy birthday to my niece. Um, anyway, you are listening to the Ask the Preacher program. We're glad to have you uh, with us today. Everybody, please welcome George Locke into the studio again. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Hello, all you beautiful people out there in Radio Land. John, thanks for having me. I love being here. And uh, it's it's nice to be here on a beautiful Friday, you know, just before the program. I uh, got to walk around downtown Lakeland for just a few moments. Man, it's nice weather out there. Yeah, so I think yeah, today's nice. first Friday, isn't it? So, uh, today, today is so first Friday. First it'll Friday, be nice out there. Events happening at Munn Park. Uh, nice breezy day. Um, I tell you, Lakeland's a beautiful city, and uh, I, I am. Um, I feel called to this city. Um, all my life, I've lived here, forty-four years now, and I don't have any intention on going anywhere. Of course, I'll go wherever the Lord tells me to go, but uh, I, I really really do honestly believe that that God um, birthed me here planted me here I will uh, I, I live here I will more than as far as I know I will die here um, not anytime soon though not anytime soon um, folks if you uh, want to join the the conversation or maybe you have a question whether it's on topic or off topic it doesn't matter to us we're, we're we are here uh, to be of service to you to be a help if we can be. Uh, feel free to join the conversation or ask a question by calling 863-682-1430, 863-682-1430. And, George, how can they find us online if they yeah, want to do it that way? You can actually go to askthepreacher.com, and on askthepreacher.com, you can uh, find the phone number in case you missed it or you need to be reminded of what it is Uh it's on there. You can also check out previous episodes of the um, Ask the Preacher program. Uh, I think right now, February 24th is the, the latest one on there, so not too so far they, behind. Yeah, and behind you can also that. submit questions on there anytime, 24-7, and we'll do our best to answer them on uh, following programs. So. All right. Well, so today uh, we, we want to talk some about, uh, and we'll see how far we go, but we want to talk about uh, really kind of like moving forward, I suppose, if you were looking for a short and succinct uh, topic title, be moving moving forward. Um, let me say it a few different ways. If we're, if we're moving forward, we've got to be careful not to constantly, constantly be looking behind us, uh, living life by uh, looking in the rearview mirror. Um, just held held back and held down by stuff that that is behind us, stuff that we should have left. Um, how do we keep moving forward? How do we how do we get up from stuff that? Uh, and and <laughs> when I'm when I'm saying that, I'm thinking of the old uh, few years back, the Democratic platform push. You know, move forward. Uh, anyway, uh, I was thinking that if your nose is always behind you, it's going to be real stinky. <laughs> It's just some low-hanging fruit humor. Yeah, very good. That's it's a dad, dad, dad joke good dad there. jokes. Uh, George's uh, two precious little ones. You've got a couple others. But um, 
Anyway, uh, two oldest ones are in the studio, and they're being so quiet and being so good. And Talia is looking at me saying, why did you mention me? Ah. Anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, get it, getting up from stuff that didn't go our way and keep pressing on, following the plan of God on our life and, uh, and not being held back. So that's, that's really kind of our, our topic for today. I, I want to read a scripture um, out of Philippians chapter 3. Uh, verses 13 through 16. This is the Apostle Paul writing, and he's writing to the church in in Philippi. So uh, think about it this way. He's writing to a a specific set of of people um, on on the planet, and and so, but the principle we we can grab for ourselves. This is what he says, Philippians 3, 13 through 16. He says, Brethren, I don't count myself as to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind me, and I reach ahead to those things which are before me. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God that is in Christ Jesus. So let us therefore, as many as be perfect or be minded like this, that if anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. So in other words, he said, think like this. And if you're thinking any any other way, let God reveal this this to you. Nevertheless, whereto we have attained. So in, in other words, no matter what we have grabbed a hold of, let's walk with this same rule. Let's walk with this same thinking. Let us be mindful of the same thing. What is he saying to be mindful of? Be mindful of the things that are ahead of you, not the things that are behind you. Um, George, have you ever experienced a, a time in your life where stuff just didn't go the way that you planned? Oh, yeah. All the time. All the time. <laughs> like today, for instance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, four little ones in the house. It's nothing but wiping butts and crying. It's it's fine. <laughs> it's fine, everybody. No, really. Yeah, there's everybody has those moments in, in those times in life where, you know, whether it's something trivial like, you know, oh, man, just one more diaper to wipe or whether it's something more significant, whether it's the passing of somebody or a loss of a business or, you know, things that just can crush your, your spirit and your, your hope. Everybody's dealt with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a divorce, uh, a, a bankruptcy or a loss of a house, yeah. uh, a repossessed car, uh, financial situations that, that maybe plagued uh, a period of life. Um, how do you get up and how do you move past that? A loss of a relationship, uh, the death of a loved one, uh, a variety of things uh, have a tendency, if we're not mindful of moving forward, some of these things can really pin us to the ground and, and we, we stop moving, we stop advancing. Um, to some people, it becomes catastrophic to their own well-being uh, in, in a variety of ways. So let me ask you, John, because the, the natural question in, in my mind you know, that comes up is, well, we're, we're talking about moving on from these things, but the question naturally arises for a lot of people is why do these things happen in the first place? And not, you know, there's lots of people who say, well, if God is all loving, you know, why do bad things happen? I think that's pretty obvious. It's self-evident. People make bad choices. Um, you know, people hurt people, and uh, God gives people free choice. But why do other things that are not necessarily people-driven, like, you know, uh, somebody dies or uh, you have a loss of a, a job for economic downturn reasons, you know, it's just it's just what happens. Well, why do those things occur? What, 
th that would be, my, I think the big question for a lot of people is, okay, I'm supposed to move on from this, but why did it happen to me in the first place? Uh, well, I'm going to answer in a way that may sound like a dodge to the question. Um, I don't intend for it to be that way, and, and we're going to bump up against a break here in just a moment. So, so we'll come back. If I don't answer it uh, with, with precision, we'll come back and, and address it. But um, the, the question is valid. However, the question can also uh, cre cause people to get stuck because there are, a lot, there are a lot of things in life that we may never come to the understanding of why. And uh, why is good to, un to have understanding is great. Even Solomon said, and all thy getting of wisdom, get understanding also. So to understand why something happened can be very beneficial. But just because I don't understand why does, does not mean I should stay stuck there. Uh, you know, why did my wife leave me? I mean, my wife hasn't left me, but, you know, why did my wife leave me? And we get stuck in that mode and never, never move on. So regardless of the reason why, it's still, it's st at some point in time, you still have to get up and, and move forward. But we'll come back and, and talk maybe a little more specific to, to many reasons as to why stuff happens. And I think Forrest Gump had it, uh, he, he nailed it uh, when he said, it happens. <laughs> Stuff happens. It's part of life, and we got to learn how to deal with it and get up and move on. We'll talk more about it when we come back right after this break. You're listening to Ask the Preacher. You can join the conversation at 682-1430. We'll be back in a moment. But now let's get back to more of Ask the Preacher, as we do every Friday from 5 to 6, right here on Talk Radio 96.7, brought to you by Believer's Fellowship. Here's John and George. Welcome back to the program, all you beautiful people out there in Radio Land. How do we know they're beautiful? We've never seen them. Oh, they're beautiful. Oh, okay. I just know. I trust you. If you're listening, you are beautiful. And we want to invite you to the program. You, yes, you too, can be part of radio history by joining in on the conversation. You can call 863-682-1430. You can find that number on askthepreacher.com and when you call in, you can share your comments, ask a question that's either on topic or off topic. Before we went to the break, we were uh, talking about how do we move on um, specifically from, from you know, situations in life that yeah. tend to knock us down or take the wind out of our sail. And um, I asked John a question of, you know, a lot of people would ask, why did this happen to me? And I thought your answer was, was really great. I don't think it was a dodge at all uh, because it's true. Sometimes we're just not going to know why and uh, why things happen. And, you know, it reminds me of when Jesus healed um, a man. You know, the disciples asked, you know, why was he? Why yeah, was why, he... why was he sick? Uh, was it his parents? That's, is that the one you're thinking yeah, of? Yeah, yeah. They were asking, you know, why, why was uh, he this way? He was born this way. Was it a sin of his parents? Was it something he did? And, you know, Jesus' answer was, no, it's so that I could be glorified in healing him. And so, you know, you might not know why things happen the way they do, Um but you still got to move on. Stay, yeah. Staying stuck in the why is not going to help you. Yeah, well well said, staying stuck in the why. Um, you know, Jesus was uh, very clear when he said, in this world you will have trouble, but have no fear I have overcome the world. Um, it's It's got to be understood by all of us. Um, everything that happens in life is developing our character. Um, but beyond just our own personal character, it's actually developing our relationship with God. And we either learn to love Him, value Him, trust Him, or we learn to hate Him. Um, I, I, I hate to paint it in, in such of, uh, a, a sharp stra uh, 
what is it we call that stark contrast um, but that's the reality uh, we either look at situations and say why did you do this to me god why did you let and and it's typically those questions that produce the anger towards god but never answer the question why whereas if we end up uh, looking at it and instead of blaming god we approach god for help and understanding and uh, and he actually brings it to us. Sometimes it takes a, a little time, but and so in the process of that, our character is developed, our love and trust and, and dependency upon God is developed, and and oftentimes we end up finding out the why, or or the why doesn't matter anymore. Mm. Um, we we have a call, and I'm going to come to the call in just a moment, but I'm going to tell this story real quick. I remember one time there was two gentlemen in the church; they were arguing concerning a matter. Uh, it happened to be in the middle of a service. I was walking down the hall. And they pulled me into this room where they were arguing. I'm thinking, why aren't you guys in church? But anyway, uh, in the service. But they said, well, here's this problem. So they laid out the problem. I'll make it super fast and, and won't tell you the details of the problem. But uh, they said, you know, you can settle it for us. Who's right and who's wrong? And I said, well, the reality is you're, you're, you're both right, but yet you're both wrong just because you're looking at it from two different sides. And so they said, well, then, then when we get over to the other side, uh, we'll, we'll know then. And I said, oh, that's probably where you're really wrong. Because when you get over to the, side, uh, over to the other side, this won't matter. And so a lot of things that we're looking for the reasons why won't matter in the in the sense of eternity. They matter to us now, but when we get to the other side and we see more fully, we won't even be thinking about half of the stuff that stumps us now. Mm. So, uh, okay, we do have a caller on the line. Welcome to the program, James. How are you today, sir? Uh, no complaints. How y'all doing? Hey, very good. I'm no complaints. The, I'm living the dream, James. <laughs> living the dream. great. Uh, to answer the question, why do bad things happen to good people, the Lord answers it basically in Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Uh, you know, time and chance happens to all. If you want to read that... Uh, it verse, rains on uh, the just and the nine, unjust. Verse 3, uh, or verse 2, I think, all things come to like at all. One event happens to the righteous and the wicked, to the good, that's the clean, that's the unclean. I mean, it, it tells you exactly that, you know, time and chance, God knows. He's the one that's allowing you to make those choices. Yeah, and and uh, well, I don't know that why do good things happen to bad or why good things happen to bad people. That's just as valid of a question, yep. I suppose. That's why true. do bad things happen to good people? Um, that, I mean, I, that wasn't exactly the question, but the general idea of of why comes down to uh, you're right. It it happens. Life happens to everybody. Anybody who's living experiences life. Uh, there's good. There's bad. There's heartbreak. Uh, there's physical pain. Uh, there's healing. There's um, there's there's good relationships. You know, everybody that goes to the hospital is not there because somebody's sick or dying. Sometimes people go there because somebody is being born, and it's a beautiful, precious thing. Uh, so w- there's all sorts of aspects in in life, um, and and some are good and some are bad. But in all of them, uh, we are being developed. Our character is being developed. Our relationship with God is being developed. Do we? Uh, run to him? Do we run from him? That's yeah, that's true. I was just saying, as far as uh, for for a good read for people that don't understand that much about that, you know, Ecclesiastes nine should help you know, answer some of those questions. I hang up and listen to your response. Hey, thanks, James, and and we appreciate uh, you call you call from time to time, and and uh, we thank you for it, sir. Thank you for listening. Hey, we we know we have at least one listener out there. Yeah, and hey, James, what you're talking about, uh, you know, also reminds me of Isaiah fifty five. Uh, it says that you know. 
Isaiah 55, 8 through 12, my thoughts are not your thoughts. This is God speaking. Uh, Neither are my ways, uh, your ways, my ways, declares God. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than yours. And so, you know, I got kids and they ask me all the time, you know, why can't I have this? Why can't I do that? And uh, sometimes me explaining it to them would just go over their head. So I just say, Mm -hmm. because I told you you can't. It's just (laughs) because I said no. Okay, so let's let's take that in the the case where I said, you know, our, our character is developing our, our trust in God, uh, even our trust in ourselves to some degree. I don't mean to make that sound uh, self-righteous, uh, but um, when your child is four, you tell them, you are not allowed to play in the road. If you play in that road, I'm, I'm going to whip you. You know, you st- Depends on how annoying they are that day. No, I'm just kidding. That's a joke, people. <laughs> you stay out of the road, right? But when they're 14, they'll be playing ball in the middle of the road. Why? Because they have changed. They understand things differently at 14 than they do at four. And so at four, it was a, it was a no. And that why, why? I don't understand you go into the road, daddy. Why can't I go in the road? Then doesn't matter because it's unsafe. Well, but why? So the, the question of why is actually a very good question. Everybody who wants to develop asks the question, why the, why is the reason for, for what we do? Um, so if we only ever have the what, we have no understanding, we have no maturity. Why uh, produces the, getting the answers to why produces maturity, but oftentimes what it is is just is is the trust factor, um, and that's what really brings us into the development of of character. I, I wanted to read something, and I, I got to do this quick because we have one minute and we have to go to break for the bottom of the hour. Romans chapter five. This is Paul speaking, and he he writes this uh, Romans chapter five, and we'll uh, I don't know if I'll have time. Therefore. Being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, if you take this in some level of context, it, it, you'll, you'll think I'm taking some of this out of context, but everything is basically happening for the idea of us developing peace with God. We either come to peace with God or we remain an enemy of God. If you jump farther on down in the chapter, um, Romans chapter 5, it tells us that God sent his love towards us, even while we were his enemies, sending Jesus to die for us. It's all about peace with God. And so I I just want to encourage you, in case you don't come back after the bottom of the hour break here, find peace with God. You will never find peace with yourself unless you can first find peace with God. It's like of the utmost importance. Well said, well said. So we're going to take a break. Well, you're listening to Ask the Preacher. You can call in, join in the conversation, 863-682-1430. We'll see you in just a few moments. Second half of Ask the Preacher starts now here on Talk Radio 96.7, brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. Here's John Freed. Hey, just me. No George. Hey, thank you very much, Eric. Hey, uh, folks, you're listening to Ask the Preacher. And uh, we've had some good conversation today. Uh, I'm going to just say like, about, about moving forward. We've talked some about, uh, George, you brought up the question uh, of, of why, and, uh, and we were talking about not getting stuck at the why. So getting some understanding is, is good, but if we get stuck, that's bad. Um, it, it would, uh, let me use an analogy, and then we'll move forward. <laughs> that right? Yeah. Um, Okay, so we're driving down the road, we get a flat tire, 
I pull off the side of the road to come into a safe place to change a flat tire, and uh-oh, I got into some deep mud. So now not only is my fly, my tire flat, but we're stuck in the mud. I can't get the jack to work or anything. Uh, so, But I, I get in the trunk, and I get out the spare, and the spare is flat also. Oh, my goodness. And so, man, it just it's just so frustrating. Three things have now got, not gone right and I think, well, I, I have a I have an air pump, and so I start air uh, start pumping up the flat uh, spare tire, thinking, well, at least this doesn't seem to be damaged. Maybe it'll hold air. And I run my battery dead while running the little battery operated compressor, uh, trying to fill. Oh my goodness, this is just real. Why? Why is this happening? What did I do wrong? Well, first of all, I might not have done anything wrong at all to make those things happen. So to the to the point of James calling and and saying, you know. Stuff just happens as part of life, right? Um, but I can sit there and question why all this stuff happened. I can literally go back and examine, oh, well, I remember three weeks ago I ran over a screw uh, when when I was, you know, went up to my friend's house that was being constructed, and I remember that screw getting in the tire, and I didn't change it. Oh, man, I'm such an idiot. Why didn't I, why didn't I repair the tire? All of this lamenting, all of figuring out why, I can literally determine the cause of things, but it doesn't produce the solution. So coming to the understanding of why something happened does not necessarily indicate my way out of the problem. I may know why it happened, but I don't know how to fix it. And so we, so sometimes we got to stop asking why and simply begin to ask, how do I get out of this mess? Well, there you go. That was going to be my next question. You got question. Uh, George's mic on, Eric? Yeah? Oh, I my, can't. My next question was going to be, how do we actually uh, get out on. of these yeah. things? So, uh, you okay. know, there's obviously going to be a million different situations that you could be in, and some of them will have very specific answers. But generally speaking, moving on from X traumatic event, how yeah. do we actually do that? What are the steps? Okay, well, different people probably give you a variety of different steps, but I'm going to start here. You got to forgive yourself, even if it's your fault. Just sitting there and blaming yourself doesn't solve the problem. Sitting there and, and uh, saying, uh, "Why didn't I, uh, you know, get that screw taken out of my tire? You know, why didn't I get the gas before we?" You know, past that last station, I should have got gas at the last station. Yeah, okay, we, we've determined that already. So, what do you do now? So, can I ask you before yes, we move sir. on to the next point? Can you give me a ten-second answer on what it means to forgive myself? Well, I'll give you a three-second answer. First, stop blaming yourself, even if it's your fault. Uh, I just start with that because uh, the the blame doesn't produce the solution. Um, when, when, if we're, if we're not, if we got to forgive somebody else, we got to stop, even if it's their fault, we got to stop rehashing and rehearsing the situation because all it is doing is putting me in bondage to what went wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not hurting anybody else. It's only capturing my own thoughts. That's good. Um, so me blaming you, George, for some thing doesn't hold you in bondage to it. It holds me in bondage to what you did uh, or what you didn't do. I'm the one in bondage. You could be living free. You could be living happy. And I'm sitting here angry as to why I'm held back. And um, so 
that's why I say a lot of these things, this stuff that happens, it's just really just producing character in our own life. Um, you know, Jesus said, in the world you have trouble, but have no fear, I've overcome the world. So if we look to the one who's overcome, he'll develop uh, character. Anyways, we started to read Romans chapter 5, and I want to get back to that here. Um, we read the first verse and the ninth verse, but I want to read, uh, really, I'll just pick up in, in verse 3. Uh, not only so, but we glory in tribulations. Well, what are tribulations? Uh, they're, they're hardships, they're, they're problems and, and troubles. Uh, take glory in tribulations, knowing that they work patience. Just like, whoa, wait a second. I'm going to actually um, look at trib- tribulations, look at hardships, look at problems in my life as being beneficial. Yes. What are they beneficial for? They're producing patience. They help that problems yeah. produce patience. Um, if you come through them on the other side. If you let them destroy you, problems will produce death. But if you'll overcome them, then problems will produce patience. Uh, the reality is everybody in life has gone through stuff, and if you've actually gone through, the next time you come up to, you look at it and you go, oh, you know what? I've been through this before. This isn't going to be a problem. I know what to do here. I know how to handle this situation. Um, whether you literally know how to, you know, one, two, three, this is how you deal with this, or if you know how to do it with your own character, uh, I'm not going to let this get me down, whatever. I've come through this before. So the the problems work. Tribulation works patience, Romans 5, 3. Uh, we'll go on to verse 4. Patience works experience, and experience works hope. If I'll be patient, I'll come through the thing, and I can say, oh, I've I've been through that before. Somebody else comes up to me with a situation and go, oh, I, yeah, I, I, I can help you with that. I've been through that before. I had that problem. But I, I didn't give up. I was patient. And now it's an experience. It's in my back pocket. It's behind me. I can pull it out and, and use the learning um, from it. Um, and then it goes on in verse 4. This is Romans 5, verse 4. Patience works experience, and experience works hope. How does experience work hope? Oh, that's exactly that. Ah, I've been through I, I This is not going to be a problem. I've, I've been through this before. Well, this, this just looks so insurmountable. And I know it looks that way, but I've been through this thing before. It's going to be all right. We are going to be all right. So experience works hope. And hope makes not ashamed. What does it mean to be ashamed? Uh, it means to throw your face in your hands and go, oh, woe is me. I'm, I'm just, I, just, I just need to hide. I just need to run. I can't face anybody. This, this problem is bigger than me. Well, when you, when you face problems and recognize it's working something in me, what you find out is the God in you is bigger than whatever it is that you face. It causes us to learn how to trust God. Um, to finish out verse 5, Romans 5, 5, hope makes not a shame because, love, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. It, all of these things will, will cause us uh, to end up loving, loving God, to cause us to trust God, if we can get over the why. But if we get stuck at the why, we'll question God. Uh, I think about how God promised Abraham and Sarah that they would have a child, and then not only a child, but n- the nations of the earth would be blessed through them, right? Um, and then God also promised J- John the Baptist's parents, um, Elizabeth and uh, Zechariah. And you have similar situations where they both they 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 all asked questions of God, but God judged some of them as unrighteous 
and then other times he let the question come out. So here's here's the reality. Abraham says to God, wow, this is pretty awesome. How's this going to happen, God? And God doesn't reprimand Abraham. Sarah says something very similar. Those are my words for it. And he's and 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 God gets on to her about it. Zechariah says something very similar. God shuts his mouth. He can't speak. But Elizabeth says something similar, and it's no big deal. Here's here's the difference. Uh, to to ask why or how is this going to happen uh, in in the sense of reality versus I'm questioning integrity. I'm not going to judge God's character, so I may be asking God yeah, I was asking why with a particular type of motive. Yeah, I'm not going to judge his motives, his yeah. in, his his integrity, his character by it. But I might say, Whoa, God, I don't understand. I believe you, but I don't understand how how are you going to do that? This is amazing. Show me. Yeah. Versus <laughs> God. That's ridiculous. You know, so, so you see the big difference there. Um, I don't think God's ever turned off by the questions. He's turned off by the intention and the direction of, of our heart. Um, and so if we can approach the problems of, of life and say, you know what, I don't understand this, but I know this, God. You're faithful. You're good. If I need to understand, you'll bring about understanding. But I'm going to get up from this situation. I heard a story just the other day about a preacher, um, his, his wife, died, not, I guess not, not long ago, and he went to prayer, and he said to the Lord, he said, Lord, I, I'm, I'm saying this as much to me as I am to you, but I will never question you about this matter, because I know that you are good, you are for me, not against me, you will see me through this, I trust you, God. And so he looked at that situation, and instead of saying, God, why did you do this to me? It was really more of the question of, okay, God. How do I make it through this? And so out of that utter dependence upon God to see him through, it was the first step in pulling him out of a very, very, very tough situation. Tough situations happen to all of us, and some of it seems uh, worse than, than others, but God is faithful. Yeah, and I, I don't think ignoring the situation is really a way to move on from it either. I mean, you, you look at examples of uh, Jesus himself mourning in the Gospels. You know, he, he wept over Lazarus and what, what sin had done to his creation. So... Um, yeah, I think it's it's pretty neat that we can go to God and we can we can ask inquisitively for revelation. We can ask why, but uh, we should not question His motive. That's that's a pretty interesting take. Well, folks, you are listening to Ask the Preacher. You can join in on the conversation eight six three six eight two fourteen thirty. We will see you in just a few moments for our final segment. Back again with Ask the Preacher on this Friday afternoon, brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church in North Lakeland. Here's George and John. Welcome back <laughs> to the program, you beautiful people out on Radio Land. Uh, we have Miss Janet waiting on the phone. I want to read a couple things. Uh, she called during the break, so we'll, we'll get to that phone in just a second. Um, I, I just want to uh, finish up a couple thoughts from the last segment in, in saying this. Um, where you are right now, is training ground for where you will be. So be be a good steward of your time, of your resources, of your thoughts, of your words. Uh, be a good steward of that now because all of those things become seeds for the harvest field uh, ahead of you, right? Yeah. Um, so Romans 8, 18 says, uh, I suppose that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Uh, so, so be careful that that we don't get um, too fixed and focused on on our present sufferings, and that we miss the future glory. 
Um, no one, no farmer cries over the seed that he no longer has because he planted it in the ground. He actually rejoices of the harvest that's that's uh, around the corner ahead of him. These, these troubling times are the seed. Yeah, they're gonna help us grow and harvest later on. That's a good way. Yeah, I like that. Good way to look at that. They really are. Uh, and, and, you know, some people might say, well, that's just silver lining thinking. That's reality thinking because life goes on. Um, well, there were some other things that I, that I was going to say, but we'll go ahead and go to the phone so we don't run out of time. Miss Janet, thank you for joining us today. Hey, I just wanted to tell you about a sermon I heard years ago about the Shunanite woman who's in, uh, I can't say her name, I mean the pronounce it, I guess. It's in uh, First or Second Kings. She had a child that was promised to her after many years. The yeah. child died. And she went to, she had to get to the man of God. She knew if she could get there that the child would live. But the, but she said when anyone would ask her on her way, on her little trip, she wouldn't say anything, but it shall be well. Uh, yeah, I think there's a, a combination of a few uh, stories there. But, but yes, a- absolutely. Um, when, it, when it comes, especially when it comes to our faith and, and believe in God, uh, what we say becomes vitally important. And the reality is it doesn't change God. What we say doesn't change God, but it certainly affects our expectation. Um, it changes where our eyes look for answers from. And so how how we respond to situations, uh, Miss Janet, what, what you're saying there applies very well to the statements that I made right before coming to your call. Yeah, um, that's that our, our responses to stuff now greatly affect... Our, uh, our our future, whether it be immediate future or or farther on down the road. Right, and you're doing sermons about your mind and your brain, and I'm really working on that issue. Or are you and listening on, really online enjoy- to the messages right now? Pardon? Are you listening online to the Wednesday night services? Twice on Sunday and once on Wednesday, oh, and wow. sometimes I watch it again. <laughs> right That's <home>. fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now I'm a big fan. I have every a bunch of other people listening too, but uh, you. But the, the brain—that's really something that people ought to go on and your Wednesday night service, go on and listen to because that's really been very helpful. You know about about getting your head back together, because like you say, I've got people friends because I'm 78. And they keep telling me how old we are, and I say, "Speak for yourself." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just anyway. just because we become aged doesn't mean we have to become ill. Uh, yeah, and that's uh, that's a mindset in our society. We've we've diminished the value of old age, and the Bible always uh, maximized the value. Oh well, yeah, of, and I don't want to be like Job. That which I feared most has come upon yeah, me. Well said. Well said. <laughs> so. Miss well, Janet, thank you so much for everybody. Tune in; they will love it. Yeah, thank you so much for listening to the program here uh, on WLKF, and then of course uh, listening online, believersfellowship.com. Um, you can find us on our, our YouTube channel, uh, yeah, Believers the, Fellowship. Oh, by the way, John, the the movie Jesus Reformation is really turning heads. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it see, yet. Oh, you have to see it. My sister, who I've been dealing with for years. Uh, went to see it, and I mean, she's a different person. So yeah. Eric, really are you playing a... the music already? Can you turn it up where I can hear it? I can tell where where we are here. Uh, Miss Janet, we have 
We have run out of time. I'm really sorry. Um, thank you for referencing the movie, though. That's going to be exciting to, to go see. I hope we have another Jesus revolution uh, right. in our, in our nation. Right. will love it. Okay. Yeah. God bless you. you, dear. Hey, folks, you are listening to Ask the Preacher, and um, we're going to take a break for about a week, and then we'll be back. Uh, <laughs> hey, as Miss Janet said, you can join us online for all of our services. And, of course, George talked about AskThePreacher.com to listen to the programs here. But to join us online at Believer's Fellowship, go to BelieversFellowship.com. Hey, God bless you. See you next week. God have mercy on